Holy Gospel according to Mark, the fourth chapter. The Gospel reading is printed on the back of your bulletin, or you can follow along in your pew Bibles on page 815. Again, he began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat there while the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He began to teach them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. When he was alone, those who were around him, along with the twelve, asked about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything comes in parables in order that they may indeed look but not perceive and may indeed listen but not understand, so that they may not turn again and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy. But they have no root and endure only for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. He said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put under the bushel basket or under the bed and not on the lampstand? For there is nothing hidden except to be disclosed, nor is anything secret except to come to light. Let everyone who with ears to hear listen. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. The measure you will, be, you will give will be the measure you get, and still more will be given to you. For to those who have, more will be given, and from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. He also said, The kingdom of God, as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the harvest is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because his harvest has come. He also said, What with can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, 
and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I am not a gardener. My thumb is black, not green, and I have never successfully kept a plant alive for more than a few weeks. In fact, one time I was gifted a bamboo plant when they were all the rage because people knew I couldn't keep things alive and these were supposed to be indestructible and I still managed to kill it. So despite all of that, I've always loved these two parables about seeds. Usually we hear them separately. We hear about the farmer sowing on all types of ground, and uh, we think to ourselves, well, of course I'm the good soil. Or maybe if we're honest, we think, well, okay, maybe I'm the rocky soil, and we vow to dig up those rocks so that we can become that good soil. Or we hear about the mustard seed growing into a huge bush, and we remember that if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, it can grow into something significant. They're familiar stories and interpretations, maybe even comforting. But Jesus wasn't telling these stories to be comforting, I hate to tell you this morning. In fact, Jesus was telling these stories to discomfort the crowd, to disrupt their ways of thinking, and do something new. So let's take a look again, and this time put the stories side by side and discover together what disruption Jesus is leading us toward. So with that first parable about all the different kinds of soil, instead of taking the time to wonder which type of soil we are, what if we think of ourselves as the farmer? the one sowing the seeds. Or maybe if you prefer thinking of yourself like Miss Rumpheus from the book that I read the kids. Jesus is giving the gift of vocation here to the disciples and to us. We are to become sowers of the word. Jesus tells the disciples only them the secrets and the explanations. He tells them not to hide light under a basket and that secrets must be disclosed. He says, pay attention, the more you give, the better. But your job isn't to be the soil, it's to throw the seeds, to fling them even. Our job is to put God's word out in the world indiscriminately. And this is not a precision operation. Uh, Braden was saying up here, if you didn't hear him, that uh, they're farmers, and they use a tractor to plant. And um, when I lived in Iowa, one of my, call, or one of my um, members took me out on the combine. Uh, so this was after planting, we were harvesting, but it was all GPS operated. They just had to make sure it stayed on track in a straight line, right? It's a precision operation to farm today, but not, according to this parable. 
Not everything that we put out into the world is going to bear fruit. Jesus says, fling the word of God out wherever you are. Don't plant it in neat rows. Don't tend that one tiny little corner of earth that you have. No, fill your pockets with seeds and walk around the woods and the valleys and the highways and the country roads and fling that seed all over the place. And not all of it will work. Scripture tells us that 75%, if everything's equal, 75% of that effort will be wasted, bearing no fruit. Only 25% will be wildly successful. And so we could look at it through the lens of scarcity and say, why even bother if 75% of what we put out into the world isn't going to take root, isn't going to produce anything, if 75% is going to fail? But when we bring up this second parable about seeds and the kingdom of God, we begin to see the power of that small 25% that is successful. Mark goes on to tell us that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, growing up and becoming the greatest of all shrubs, putting forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. When I was a teenager, my dad took me along on a service day hosted by his workplace, and our job was to clear garlic mustard from a, a state recreation area. Garlic mustard had been declared in invasive species and was quickly taking over the undergrowth in the woods and forests throughout the state. We spent the whole Saturday clearing out that garlic mustard. It was hard work. We pulled and dug and cut at these hardy plants. We had to make sure we got the whole root up so that it wouldn't just grow back again. By the end of the day, our backs ached and we had blisters despite our work gloves. The pile behind us was gigantic, but when you looked at the undergrowth in the woods, we had barely made a dent. No one would sow mustard seed on purpose. It grows all too readily on its own, and once it appears, it takes over wherever it is, stealing nutrition and water, growing stronger while other things wither away. So is that what the kingdom of God is like? An invasive weed that steals nutrients from the plants that we prefer and grows so large and voraciously that birds, garden pests that will eat the fruit of our labors will nest in its branches? Yes. That is exactly what Jesus is saying. Now, this doesn't sound like good news to us who are focused on that precision way of keeping our lives in order. But it would have been good news to people aware of the small beginnings of Jesus' ministry or their own struggling community. The almost predatory ability of the mustard plant could crowd out the planned crops of the Romans, even sheltering birds that could be trusted to gobble up more of those carefully planted seeds of the Romans. And this gave a chuckle to the people delighted by subverting the economic enterprises of supporting Rome's imperial agenda. 
It's good news because God's empire has many ways to carry the day over the powers bent on their own profit and power. And when we think about it that way, well then, feels a little bit more like good news to us too. So then I wonder what needs to be uprooted in our own time and place. Not uprooted like the garlic mustard that I tore out of the woods, but what small seeds can we sow with abandon so that the kingdom of God will spread its roots underneath the planned crops? That the kingdom of God will uproot and overtake the powers of oppression in our lives and in our world. If even 25% of what we sow is wildly successful, God's kingdom will be well established. So what does that really look like? It's easy to just think lofty thoughts about it, but what does that mean for us? Well, it looks like sowing kindness and grace and generosity, forgiveness, welcome, love, revolution, and rebellion. And we sow this way because it is the fruit of our faith and our own response to the love and grace, forgiveness, and generosity lavished upon us through Jesus Christ and his life, death, and resurrection. Again, that feels really lofty. And so this is where it gets rebellious. Jesus isn't just calling us to, to uh, sow kindness in like a hopeful, happy kind of way, which he is, but there's more to it. We are called to sow the seeds of disruption, to disrupt the patterns of dehumanization in our world, and to call things by their right names. This means naming places where we see racism, and sexism and discrimination rearing their ugly heads. It means not passing along that Facebook post that pits Christianity against Islam. It means not sharing that joke that speaks poorly of another race, class, gender, or ethnic group. It means using terms of respect for other ethnic and cultural groups that they have said they'd like to be called instead of slurs. It means calling people and groups by the names that they prefer instead of the names that we prefer. It means no one is categorized as those people and instead viewed as beloved children of God, just like you and just like me. Luther Seminary professor David Lose reminds us that parables are meant to overturn to deconstruct, to cause frustration, and to those who stay with them, transformation. The road to transformation is difficult and uncomfortable, and participating in the kingdom of God, <clears throat> sowing these seeds of disruption can get messy. We can't control everything, and we will have to change our own ways to accommodate those who are not the same as us. But author and professor Jacqueline Bussey reminds us that the gospel, the good news, the reign of God is not Wall Street. We quantify and commodify everything, 
But love wildly refuses to adhere to our market economies of scarcity. The more there is of love, the more it multiplies. Agape, the unconditional, universal love that God gifts to all people, all the time, no exceptions, is like algae, not amethysts, like mosquitoes, not money, like a mustard plant, not planned crops. So this is the good news today and the hard news. There is enough love to go around. Our job is to go out and wildly sow seeds that disrupt and transform the community around us. We remember the love and the welcome that we have found in Christ and we share it with those that we would have once turned away. We live, work, speak, and act like we believe that together we are all a new creation in Christ. We pray that God's kingdom will come and God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. May the Holy Spirit bring us the strength and endurance to make it so. Amen.